Okay, here we go. <coughs> hey guys, welcome to episode 138 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Comet number five, and my fellow uh. host was once called in high school the Grim Tutor Big Tuck. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 one way to say it. Uh <laughs> Isn't it weird we've been out of college? Okay, two two parts. Isn't it weird that we've been out of high school for almost 14 years? No, sorry. Scratch that. 16. 16, right? So, like, the amount of time between the amount of time between we were in high school and now, that person could legally drive, right? Yeah. Which is interesting. And then second, that there's still people who, like, talk about high school like it was the good old days. You know what I mean? And, taking a step further, people... People that were born the year that we went into high school are almost able to drink. Oh wow, that should like make it. you feel old. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. How are you doing today, Mister Combo? Oh, you know, I'm all right. Um, we it's just Friday heard... the thirteenth. Yes, Co- did you did you appropriately go 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 kill kill kill? I I don't know what you said, but Wait. kill 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 mom. I have not killed my mom. If that's if that's go, what you were asking go. from Friday the thirteenth. Oh, I've never seen it. Do you not remember, speaking of high school, do you not remember the epidemic when people would just be going to like the middle of math class like, go, 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 Oh, yeah. I do kind of remember that a little bit. Yeah, that's from Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. There you are. How did you celebrate it today? uh, Well, so we're celebrating it tonight. We're doing an inside date night and we're just doing uh, scary movie marathons. I am going to smoke uh, chicken wings and cover them in buffalo sauce. So it's kind of like blood and messy. And then personally for me, I got dark and stormies to make. Ooh, how yummy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What what horror movies are on the list? Are they new or uh, old? They're, we, we aren't sure. So my fiance is really big into scary movies. She, um, likes she to, enjoys them. To be to be specific, they you are a Blumhouse sort of scary movie. She likes the the spook like the like things popping out at you and like nuns and whatnot, right? No. Her so she is very clear. She likes scary movies that could not happen in real life for the most part. So she likes there to be some sort of supernatural element to uh, it. A ghost, because it's a like, ghost I, of I, sorts. Yeah, I could be scared, but I also know that this will probably never actually happen in real life. Right, um, as opposed to like cold in cold blood, where it's just two people go into a house with shotguns and shoot people. Right, like that. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and we've watched things that aren't embedded in supernatural, but you know, like we watched Bones, the M Night Shyamalan movie. She likes those kind of horror suspense you watch, type things. Have, have you watched Old by Shyamalan yet? Sorry, that's what I meant. Old, not Bones. That old. okay? Yes, that it, was amazing. It, it's good. Okay, because it oh, just yeah. came out on it just came out on HBO Max and. uh so while while you're looking up those movies, or do you got well, yeah. So we're uh, contemplating the Fear Street series. Tonight. Oh, on um, Netflix, right? There's like three of them. I guess, yeah. I guess the first one's supposed to be. Uh, it's supposed to feel like the movie Scream. The yes. second one's supposed to feel like Friday the Thirteenth, and then the Correct. last one's supposed to feel like something called The Crucible. Right. Yeah. It's like a. It's there's like one set in the '90s, one set in the '70s, and one set in the 1800s. Oh, they're like okay. supposed to be connected but separate. I think. Yep. Yep. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the movie Happy Death Day to you or Happy Death no, Day? No. Where, like this girl gets killed over and over. And I over know. Again. I know. I know what you're talking about. Absolutely. It's, it's really good. It's really good. Um. And then I have another. I was going to ask you this last week, but I forgot. Have you seen The Green Knight? And if you have, how much did you hate it? I've seen The Green Mile. No, no, no. The Green Knight, the one about like the Arthurian legend reborn. Nope. 
even so even I thought it was too slow in some parts. So wow. you know what that you know what that means. But um no, I think I'm gonna watch old tonight because uh I, I was kind of explaining I got to, oh, so real quick, two things to catch everyone up with. I just got to hear Mr. Combo read someone the riot act from work, which was great because we know people don't like people don't like to just talk about our business lives on here anymore. And then um second, I had stuff every single day this week, including but not limited to a date on Tuesday with Coach Cav, who I think I made mention of last Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it went great. Um, and I couldn't really get a vibe from her, right? Like okay. we went out and got pizza and like we're having drinks and she was like, it felt positive, right? So then like we got in my car and I was like, oh my God, this is the last parking lot we're going to be in. <laughs> and I was like, wait, before you put your seatbelt on, she was like, what? I was like, uh, 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 uh yeah, just put your seatbelt back on. And then it's like pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> so i couldn't read i couldn't tell i was like like am i gonna make an ass of myself and then later i was like we like she was she smokes a lot of pot so i was like okay we'll go back to her place and like relax right and she, maybe she'll like mellow out or whatever and then like i finally got the courage and i went like i was like so i have a question for you what what, what do you think would happen if you just came over here and kissed me <laughs> i think she i think i said smooched and she was like what what do you mean? I was like, well, what if you just came over here and gave me a smooch? And then she like goes, well, I have a question for you. What's your necklace? I was like, oh, my cross in St. George. Like, yeah, are you a Christian? I was like, <sighs> like on, <laughs> on, on, on sequencing of questions. But then we ended up making out for like an hour and a half. It was great. So uh, her dog wow. watched her dog watched me. Her dog watched me maul this poor woman. So anyway, poor animal. On, yeah, on both it's, fronts. It's yeah, it's really scarred. I don't get it either. She's like super athletic and fit. And she was like a she was like a collegiate swimmer. And I'm like, I don't know. I drink a lot and play rugby every once in a while. <laughs> so well, anyway. guys, um, thanks for tuning in. And of course, uh, if you would like to support us and support our channel, uh, we do have a patron community, uh, patreon.com slash CMD tower. Please go support. Uh, we have multiple different tiers. Um, you know, we give shout outs, we interact with our community. You guys even have opportunities to be on the show. Uh, so please, you know, patreon.com slash CMD tower, whatever you could do for however long you could do it. We would really appreciate it. Now, if you do decide to join, we do have a referral program that we've only had one person take advantage of so far, Lemony Lennings. Uh, so if you join the collective and it was because someone currently in uh, recommended you join, you just need to let us know on Patreon when you join. And then we'll actually hook up your referrer. It's a nice little referral program. I always think it's good if you're out there helping us, we should you know, be able to give back a little bit. Absolutely. Now, we do have uh, some great merchandise available on our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. Foil playmats, uh, Jun sweaters, reminder tokens, uh, monarch tokens, coins. We've got a whole lot of stuff on there. Um, so please, you know, guys, go do that. We really are trying to get as much of our gear out the door um, by the end of summer. Uh, just so that way we can actually take that, be able to pay down some of the stuff we've invested into the channel uh, for you guys. And then that way we could start, you know, reinvesting. Uh, you know, it's just that thing as a creator. I think it's like you dig yourself out of the hole and then you go right back into you go it. Back into it's it. Nice, nice little roller coaster. Yes. Uh, so cmdtower.com slash merch. I did uh, get some a I did get some uh, merch for the guys here and I got it. I know we don't like to toot our own merch horn, but guys, those foil play mats are really one of a kind. Like they look, they look excellent. They look excellent in bars. They look excellent in houses. Awesome. Like they, they look beautiful. And 
we will be representing those in CMD Fest in Richmond because it's just up the way. So, but do they look great in parking lots? That I haven't figured that one out yet. But okay, listen, it was I was right. I was getting close to the point where I was going to be making out with that mat because it looks so damn good. That's why I always keep it in my car just in case. And guys, the last thing is you've heard on multiple episodes, uh, our new partner, abyssproxyshop.com. If you use code CMD Tower, you do get 10% off and can stack it with other promos I have on the website. The biggest tip we have uh, to get quality playtest cards from anywhere from like three to six dollars, non-foil to foil. Type in custom into their search bar, and they have a massive back catalog of all the custom work that people out in the community have requested that they do on these playtest cards. It could be your favorite pop culture movie. Ooh, I wonder if they have a Pulp Fiction one. I bet you that would be pretty good. Like a John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson as partners. Oh! See, look, we need to... I. These are the sort of things we need. These are the sort of crossovers that we need, right? (laughs) Movies from 40 years ago that people actually care about, not Stranger Things. I don't know. Lord of the Rings will be kind of cool. That will be cool. And I, are you a Warhammer guy? You're not, right? No. I don't even know what it is. Okay. Well, it's really insane. It's kind of like, anyways, the point is, I, as we all know, I hate this shit. I hate crossover stuff. Those new Warhammer cards look incredible. So you got me there, (laughs) Wizards. So guys... Uh, and I will say our community has increased the activity with our partner, Abyss Proxy Shop, uh, month over month. So, guys, continue. Thank you. Uh, you know, they are able to give us a little bit of the profit sharing. So that way, once again, we can invest it back into the channel. So abyssproxyshop.com, code CMD Tower. But, hey, if you guys are poor like me, because maybe you have a wedding to pay for, <laughs> the freeways, just share the content you're already listening to, because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. So Bruiser Builds is our deck tech series since we conquered the path to 32, the 12 themes of EDH decks. We have moved on to a classic brew from day one Bruiser Builds with a traditional episode. We describe the brewing of decks similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down to four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. We call that grains. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer, which this one does not have any of. Decks are the ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. How does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that hops. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPA. Op choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. How does the deck actually close out or win, which I think this deck may struggle with? We call that yeast. That's why I brought in the big guns. Uh, the big guy I'm looking at right now. Yeast are microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of winning the game. Then we have shenanigans, not the card. These could be pet card synergies that are just in the deck that are kind of fun. We call that spice. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout or the addition of hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And then to wrap up the episode, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be big tucks and ice cuts and adds to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks. And a personal recommendation that has no budget. The only restriction is no mana only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Today we are talking to Shiro. Speak soft and carry a big GT! Legit! Uh Big Tuck, why don't you read off who the hell this guy sure. is and uh why is it murder in the deck? 
Great question. Uh, Tashira Umizawa is a colorless and double black for legendary creature Human Samurai. That's a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, he has Bushido 1, which is whenever this cre creature blocks or becomes blocked, it gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. Then whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you may cast target instant card from your graveyard. And that cell will be put into a graveyard exile instead. So we have talked in the past about kind of doing maybe Ghost of Girlfriend's past episodes. Um, that is what this deck is. This is maybe my fifth shot of mono black, and it's the one that actually kind of landed on the most. So uh, I did go the Tomer way, um, and Mr. Combo is opening the, the year old summer ale. Hell yeah. Yep. Yep. Love it. They got, they, they have to be drank by somebody. Um, so anyway, uh, this was inspired by our friend Tomer over MTG Goldfish, um, but I thought I'd take a crack at this. Uh, especially because the group I play with here is much more creature heavy than the one uh, in Kansas City. So the idea is pretty straightforward. We have low costed instants, um, preferably ones that draw you cards and removal spells, usually cards that are like two or three for ones where I can get multiple triggers off of Tashiro. And then finally, because we're playing a big black deck, we have big splashy payoff cards to close the game out because I have all the manas in it. I got all of them. It's all the expensive ones, all of them. So this is a deck that is I've played here and I do like playing it. But the problem that I run into is like if you're playing in a non-creature heavy meta, you're kind of like you're just like buying time until you get to do the big X spells to finish the game. So I'm trying to figure I've been trying to find ways that I can win kind of regardless of Toshiro's ability to get the instance the instance back from the graveyard. Um so that's that's my kind of thing. Uh, Mr. Combo, I think you've have you played against this before? Have you played against Tomer's version of this? No, I don't think so. Okay, uh, at least not Tomer's version. Um, right. So uh, we're going to address in the bottle capping how to make sure that our opponents always have creatures, because uh, uh, I know that is important. Wow. So, okay. Uh, we, we we do have some ways to do that. Here's the big thing that I see with Tashiro Umazawa. Yep. It seems like a control deck that just right. wins generic black ways. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that, and I don't. I that's the problem though is like I can't figure out the win con outside of that, right? Like, yeah, because you're 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 control you're controlling the board until you get up to those big spells, right? So I I think I have a couple of other ways that are a little cuter that are less dependent on that. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of been that's kind of been the issue. But like I said, I play in a pretty creature and tribal heavy build, so that when I play here, it's like. It's like Thanksgiving dinner, right? There's plenty of targets. I can definitely control the board there. I think this. I think this deck is just stone cold dead to any spell slinger deck that doesn't care about its commanders and that sort of thing. So it's cute. I like it, which I think is more the most important. But I'm hoping that we might be able to maybe narrow down a little bit, cut some of the fat, and get a, get a little bit further to get a little bit further away from just the generic win cons. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, well, your CMC is 317, so I would say this. Normally, we would say, oh, that's really good, but that's usually right. in a deck that's like a healthy balance of creatures and non-creature spells, and you don't really have that. You only got like six or seven creatures in the deck. Yeah, so right. I, I would like to see that CMC be sub three, since you oh, are okay. mono black spell slinger sure. uh, for the most part. Um, From a, <laughs> I'm kind of shocked by this, it's listed at 63% competitive. What? So this I, would be a six and a half out of ten, seven power level, six power level. That seems kind of strong for what I'm looking at, it, it, you know. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying. Um, to, it's pr it's probably like a it's like a soft six, I would say, right? 
<laughs> kind a of soft kind of, six. Not the first, like not after the first a few time. whiskeys. I was just going to say, it's not the first time you've heard that phrase before. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Actually, no, it is, because usually it's a soft three. Oh! Ah! Uh, and then uh, cost of the deck's about 700 bucks, which I would agree with some of the yeah. higher price cards in here. Well, I kind of, we're, I don't think we're going to talk about them, but it's kind of like what we were talking about last week with the token build, right? Where they're like, if you are playing a mono black card, there are cards, like you're out, what, $70 just between uh, Cabal Coffers and Urborg, right? Yeah. Maybe even more. So like that is that kind of artificially inflates the price a little bit, but I think you I think Tomers is a hundred, but he doesn't have any of these fancy ass lands, so suck on yeah. that, suck on well, that. Especially I, one I of your lands land. in your grain sections, uh, sixth of your budget. Holy hell! I got that land for I got that land for a song from one Duff man. Oh man, I I got like two or three of those. Really? Um, but yeah, well, I got them when I had like Gitrog and Lord Windgrace, oh. and um, I think I bought a couple of them, and I got them super cheap. It was like twenty bucks. Holy bucks. shit! Really? One hundred and thirty. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get into this deck. Tuck, why don't you start with the grain section? What's the first card okay. you think is key to this uh, Toshiro Umazawa build? So this is one that is usually it's usually set for creature decks, right? Um, it's generally used for getting re reanimation targets into the graveyard. But here, it actually kind of helps you filter out for your best spell. So it's a one-drop instant, so you can recast it, rebuy it with the Shiro. And I'm talking about your old pal, Entomb. Okay, you're not on it? Okay. So no, one, one black... Not. What? Why? This card's great. One black... I'm pretty sure this is gold-bordered in here, too. One black for an instant. Uh, it's, a, it's a rare. Search a library for a card, then put that card in your graveyard, then shuffle your library. And there's a little bit of voice text. I don't think we have a Gissa yet, do we? No, we do not. So we're going. God, to... we suck. We need to I know. get get back on the voice. We gotta train. get back. I I know. I was thinking about that today too, but you know, it's what are you gonna do? Uh, but there is this to be read as no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Oh no, oh no. All right, we got Ailey, High Priestess of the Eternal Pilgrims, and you'll be able to figure this one out right real quick. I'll return. Once you've ripened, Lance Morissette. So for me, I like this card a lot. Like, I think this Entomb is really strong, and I especially like it in this deck because it'll let you go find what you need. You need your mana fixing, you need a kill spell, you need a draw spell. You can dump any of that into the graveyard and be able to kind of come back from it. And the fact that it's an instant makes this even cooler for me because it's like, oh, I can do, you get that rebuy, right? Like, the instance is so critical. Yeah. You're kind of forced into playing, you're forced into playing cards that aren't necessarily. There's better versions of them, but they're a little overcosted just because they're instants. Yep, yep. And this is thirty-five dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Entomb's fine, I guess. Um, do you run what? You have to run this in decks, right? I actually don't think I do. Really? Yeah. I guess you. Um, you well, uh, I was gonna say your Golgari one, the Hydra boy. Shit, I don't think I've played that deck. I was gonna say I haven't heard you talk in a year. That. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hey, but 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 can I interest you in my Game of Thrones deck? Would you like to hear about that instead? <laughs> yes. I'll, there's nothing, there's nothing <laughs> or how about my Zerus deck? How about Zerus? Yeah, yeah. We could talk about uh, that. The samurai one or the whatever. The oh, Najila. Yeah, of course. Across the uh, no, Intube's great for what this deck wants. I guess here's where I'm struggling with Intube in this deck. I yeah. I know you didn't buy Intube for Umazawa, but. I think $35 could go further with other cards in this deck because I, I don't I see I don't see you putting anything in your graveyard like okay well I'm going to win the game now. Yeah, fair point. No, I I agree. If I didn't already have a bunch of copies of these, like I would I wouldn't go out and buy it for this deck. I think there's cheaper ones that you could do. But enough yep. about me. What is your first pick, Mr. Combo? 
Well, I, I went a little boring here um, okay. on all my picks, oh. mainly because I wanted to kind of hit on the importance of these cards in this build ah. with this commander. Uh, so the first one's very boring, but it's an instant, and it does add three mana for the price oh. of one. Uh, Dark Ritual. Yeah, it's... I. This is in every mono black deck. It has to be, right? Uh, not mine, uh, but what? I love it in here. I, I actually don't like the card um, in Commander. Um, I know that it's you got to have it in competitive because that that extra two mana is probably what's going to get you and to win the game, win you the game yeah. thing or blow everything out of your hand. Right. I just don't like it because it is just once. It is just two extra mana. And it's like, I hope I have something I can use it for right now, or it's going to sit in my hand and do nothing. This is the definition of a do-nothing card. But in this deck, two mana could net you six mana. So you use it, you blow something up, you could then cast it again, and now you got, you know, six total mana off of this card. I think that's where it just takes it to a whole nother level. And it's a, and it's a one turn commander card too, right? Like you play this on you play this on you play this on turn you play this on turn one, and uh, <laughs> I, wish, I wish we were still doing video because that was amazing. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, it's really solid, but there is a little bit of flavor text that you have to read on this one, sir. Do I have to? Yes, and you have to read it as a proper British man, aka Nicol Bolas. Come on now, come on now. Oh, please. I don't even know how to. We, I don't know. I'm, I I feel like you know what community. You guys should vote. We're done with voices. I just don't feel like they add anything anymore. Okay, we're done. We're the bits. The bits. Run I, its I, th- I think the bits run its course. Do we um, need to? Okay. okay, either that or we need to refresh the list because a say, lot of we, these are okay. stale and boring. What? Okay, how about this? We won't do. We won't do them for now. We'll delete the list and we start over. Right. Okay. I think that's fair. About, I think that's that? fair. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll put it. We'll put a pin in that. We'll move on so we don't have to do it this. But you still, okay, you just ha- at least have to read it in your favorite voice. Then we'll call it quits. All right. Pika, 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 pika. Gotcha. <laughs> I, walked, I walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> All right. Well, what's <laughs> your uh, second card? So um, this is a card that uh, Tomer is a huge fan of, and I'm feeling the love for it, I think. I've not actually got to call it Cassis card, but... It's kind of like a Phyrexian, a one-time Phyrexian or Yogmoth's bargain that you can only use during your end step. Huh. And for that, I'm talking about Necrologia. Necrologia. I'm Robert Logia. There's another voice for you. Uh, three colorless double black for an instant. Cast it only during your end step. As an additional cost to cast Necrologia, pay X life, draw X cards. So again, it's an instant. I don't love the fact that you get it at your end step, but I do run as a lot of the... No, no hand size limit, which I think is pretty critical. But I like being able to do this and then still being able to react, right? You draw your cards mm-hmm. and then you can still cast a spell, cast your murders, do whatever you need to so you can refill your graveyard. And also, I had Necropotence in this deck, but it ended up being a complete stinker because whenever you had to discard cards, you, yeah. lose, you lose it. So here you draw a bunch and then you just fill your graveyard with the targets that you want. Yeah, I mean, this is a good card. It- the one thing I don't like about it is that it's five mana and you have to do it during your instep. Um, it's very restrictive. But once again, when you start to get to these kind of cute commanders that are what you would call underplayed, sure. uh, not as popular, you're going to have to use cards that are just not ideal. And yeah. I think you have, I, I think if you don't have this in a Tashiro build, you're missing something. Yep. So. I, I agree completely. All right. Well, right, what my do you got? next one. Number two. 
it's insanely expensive for what it is. It's a medallion. Just get it oh, out God. there. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, 35 bucks for a jet medallion. What the hell? Two colorless artifact black spells you cost cost one less to cast. Only reason I'm bringing this one up is because Tashiro can recycle our instance from the graveyard. I think that one reduction is going to go a long way yes. because yeah. of the fact that it's like, okay, if I got a two drop spell, it's a black and a, a colorless. I only got two mana. Okay. I can right. use this. That kills your creature. And then, you know, I, I do it again. I want to make sure I'm not going to spoil. Nope. I would be spoiling. So a card that'll be getting to in the hop <laughs> section, very much like that. I just think that that one reduction adds up so much in any type of spell slinger deck. And this right. is what mono black is trying to do. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, these cards. So this, but this is, hmm, does this go with the cabal and Urborg where it's like, if you're playing mono black outside, I don't think you need it in your teen or do you have it in your teeny weenies? Probably just cause I, I had so, one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just cause I had it. And it makes your commander cost less, right? Like that's kind of like, yeah. the, that can be kind of the trick in that one. So, but this is like back to the point, right? If you want to build a streamlined, you're out a hundred dollars just to build just for three cards that are like pretty critical to what you're trying to do. Right. Yeah. And these cards need to be reprinted. And I think it's stupid that they haven't, but what are you going to do? <laughs> well, Tuck, why don't you give us your final grain? Okay. So I, this is, this to me is it's a sorcery. But this to me is a, this is my argument against Frexian Arena in almost all decks, right? And that card is I've literally replaced the reason why I have so many Frexian Arenas lying around is because I have replaced them all with a card that costs literally a tenth of what it does. And in my opinion, it's way more explosive. Your boy Siphon Mind. So three colors and a black for a sorcery. Each other player discards a card. You draw a card for each card discarded this way, and it's about a dollar. So for me, this is like a what? A, a six for a six for a six for one for four mana. They lose three cards. You get to draw cards off of that. They have to fill up their graveyards. We'll talk about things that matter with the graveyard at a later date. So, and I I like the idea of this just being so explosive whenever you draw it. Right, like you draw Friction Arena late game. It's kind of a dead card. In my opinion, this one is like almost never a dead card in your hand, unless you're playing like people with madness or like those fringe situations where someone just like has you know hit every land drop and is completely curved out. Well, so I would argue card draw spells, as magic players, we think of them on curve. You don't think of it late game. It's, I had yeah. the spell in because on turn four, I want to be casting Siphon Mind and I want to be doing this effect. Sure. It's not yeah. on turn 15, I can Siphon Mind and do the effect. Right, right, um, right. So that's that's where I think the argument against Phyrexian Arena falls on deaf ears because technically Phyrexian Arena is one mana less. Sure. So on the turn you cast Siphon Mine, Phyrexian Arena has already drawn you a card. A card. So yeah. this card only accelerates you two upkeeps on Phyrexian Arena. And I think it's already been shown that people do not target Phyrexian Arena with removal. No. There's other things Never. they're going to do with enchantments. So I, I hear you because I know that you have this personal distaste for Phyrexian <laughs> Arena. Uh, but I think, you know, it's not a fair comparison with Siphon Mind. That being mm. said, the card's good for the deck. You, you want yeah. it. I wish it was an instant. Um, you know, uh, if yeah. it was five mana instant or uh, you uh, it's an instant, but you have to maybe, I don't know, discard a card along with your opponents oh. to do it. Then cool. Cool. I'm, or, I'm or here pay, for it. Or pay two life or whatever or something. something yeah. Like that. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Or like it's cost. A, at instant speed. Well, because you couldn't do kicker because then it wouldn't have the instant in mm. there. It would just be like you could play this at flash. Uh, uh, but, right. you know, if it was something like four mana instant. Every player discards a card. You draw a card for each card your opponents discarded this way. 
I think it would work so much better yeah. in this deck. But the sorcery speed, we'll live with it and just getting to use it once because it is, like you said, a six for six for four. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, suck on well, that, suck on that, Phyrexian Arena. You've been tucked Whew. in more <laughs> ways than one. Well, uh, the final grain of mine, very boring, but Tuck has already talked about the two lands that you have to have in every mono black deck. So you kind of need Expedition Map in your mono yeah. black deck. Single colorless artifact. Thank God it's only two dollars. Yeah. Uh, two colorless yeah. tap, sack it, search your library for a land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So uh, pretty cut and dry. You're using it to go grab your Kual coffers. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, we're, we're already through the land. So it could be your Lake of the Dead. Absolutely. Um, there's a uh, lot of things that you can grab with it. And even like, like, even to your point, like even going and grabbing a Reliquary Tower at the right time when you're getting ready to do some giant draw spell. Like, yep. that's worth it, too, even if you draw into everything. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I think it's really good. Do you Do you think you run this in any deck besides ones that go get like Tron or Cabal Coffers, these sort of things. Like I'll, I'll do you one better. I don't think I run this card. Really? <laughs> nothing, yeah, I, might, I might have it in a deck. Yeah, sure. I think a lot of people say that it's too slow for Commander because it goes to hand. It's like, well, that doesn't matter when I'm going to generate 14 mana off this next turn or whatever, right? Or when you're like, I'm in mono black. I don't ramp anyways. <laughs> yeah, right. Joke's on you. It's all going to hand no matter what. <laughs> all right guys well that's gonna wrap up the green section now we're gonna head over to the uh, hop section which that's where Toshiro really shines yeah and i'm gonna start this off with a card that you have to have in my opinion this is another must-have in Toshiro specifically not mono black um the one thing that shuts this deck off is if your opponents have hexproof and oh. shroud so Arcane Lighthouse is another yes. must-include for a Toshiro build, and it's 650, which kind of sucks. Do you remember when this used to be, like, a scent? Yeah. Like, it came in all these pre-cons. Yep. Uh, it's a land, guys. It just taps for a colorless, but one colorless tap it until end of turn. Creatures your opponents control lose uh, Hexproof and Shroud. It cannot have Hexproof or Shroud. Uh if we are trying to destroy our opponent's creatures to then trigger Tashira's ability, yeah. the board wipes don't really do it because it blows up our own commander, which defies the whole point. So Completely Arcane agree. Lighthouse and being able to do targeted things is going to be key. And your opponents and your playgroup are going to get wise when they see that, like, ooh, okay, if I really care about something, it needs to have Hexproof or Shroud before right. I play it. Yeah, like you, it, 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 it's like a modal for them, right? Once this is out, where they're like, do I have a swift foot? Is it even worth playing my commander? Like, like, is it worth, is it even worth playing my commander until I have that piece? And then you add this to it and you're like, well, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, yep. I'm going to kill your, I'm going to kill your shit no matter how hard you try. Exactly. So again, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, suck on that. <laughs> well, what's your first hop card? So I think these cards are usually bad. Okay. I, think, I don't like these normally. But things that care about when creatures die, yes. you can dictate that so much in here. Yes. And, and speaking of my tutelage skills, I might have also been grimming something else. This is what they said. This is what they said when I when I got back from the locker room. It was a grim return. The grim oh. tutor with the grim return. Come on. Sure. No? You don't nah. like that? Is it too sweaty? Right. I'm sweating so much. Two colorless. Two colorless. It's every time I sit in this chair, I just start sweating profusely. 
Uh, two colorless and a black for an instant. Uh, choose target creature card in a graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. Put that card onto the battlefield under your control. I don't like these as I don't like these as reanimator spells, and you know I wouldn't shove this into you know a Golgari reanimator because you like you don't have a choice, right? It has to have died this turn. But here with all the removal that we're packing, and since that's the theme of the deck, I think you can really make this. Um, I think you can really make this work in your favor. And on top of that, it's an instant, so you get that rebuy off it as well. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I thought you were going somewhere else. Um, you know, m- maybe an effect that has morbid. But uh, oh, no. sure. the, this is a great card, especially it being an instant. You, you are yeah. right. It's, you know, boom, it's dead, trigger, grim return. Maybe I even take that card. Who knows? Yep. It's in the graveyard now. Um, so I, I really like this. It's actually a card I have not seen. Do you think this should be played more? Just like just in gonna, general? I was just going to ask you if this. So let me let let me rephrase it this way. If this wasn't an instant, would you keep it in the deck? No. You wouldn't, right? No. And I think that's I think that's my thing as well, right? Like I think I don't know. I, I think in decks that care I feel like in modern EDH, the board wipe has become like the targeted removal, right? So mm-hmm. I suppose you can do that and this. Um I, I don't know. I, I guess it should be played more if you're playing the reanimator stuff, because you can do your own or do anything else, but I don't know. I can't think of another deck I'd run it in that I have. Well, I mean, you have a card in your yeast package that's essentially this for two more mana, but it's all creatures. Oh, sure. And it's like, I I don't like if you're running that, why wouldn't you run this? Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And that card that that card that you're talking about, I have seen played a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For big for big stuff. All right. Well, my second card is. a great way to get around indestructible hexproof and shroud with my our opponents. Uh, but the cool thing is that they have a choice. It could be a creature or an enchantment, which Black really struggles with. <coughs> oh. So I think we should mire in misery yes. in our opponent's tears. This is the colorless <laughs> black sorcery. Each opponent sacks a creature or enchantment for only mm-hmm. a quarter. And yep. I get it where people are gonna be like, well, they could just sacrifice a one, one elf. And it's like, right. okay, but what happens for the one uh, the player that isn't playing a token deck? Like they're sacrificing yeah, stuff that they don't want to sacrifice. And these and these, I I agree with you. I think when this card got printed, people were like, "Whoa, black has enchantment removal," and it's like, let's take a deep breath, right? Like, yeah. it, you're going to sacrifice a land tax on turn eight, or you're going to sacrifice a token, right? Like, yep. whatever. But the big thing with these ones that are each opponent, you get so many triggers off it, right? So whenever a creature dies, you get your your Toshiro trigger. So this again, yep. if you even if you only get two creatures, it doesn't matter if they're elves or whatever, right? Um, you can still cast your removal to take out the creature that they kept that they kept around. So that's yep. why these like three for one oppo- each opponent things are you have to jam like pretty much all of them into the deck. Yeah, well, I guess, but here's the thing though. Are you going to have enough mana to do all that stuff? Because it doesn't let you cast it for free. So it doesn't right. really matter if I can do three instants for my graveyards if I don't have an extra 12 mana laying around. I, I, I completely agree with you on that. But that's why you run the expedition map so wisely as you pointed out. Fair, fair. All right, Tuck, give us your next all right. card. This one's pro- In reality, this one is probably a way more of a spice than I gave it credit for. Um, but this is a way this deck is very much, I thought you would like this deck cause it's very much top down, right? Like this deck is built around having your commander out. It's built around getting that synergies. It's very much that sort of thing. So keeping Toshiro around and being able to protect him is very critical. 
Mm-hmm. But sometimes they're not playing a shitty format because they're not oath breaker. They are an oath keeper. Taki knows Dasho. So three colorless for a legendary artifact equipment from Kamigawa, something or other. And because it has the word samurai on it, it's arbitrarily $12. A equipped creature gets plus three, plus one. Whenever a equipped creature is put into a graveyard from play, return that card to play under your control if it's a samurai, which Toshiro is. And then when it's put into a graveyard from play, remove equipped creature from the game, which again, doesn't really matter here. So I think that the plus three, plus one in the way I want this deck to go is going to be non-insignificant, right? Okay. Like I, Because I think one way that this deck can win is you're clearing off the board so much, you're going to have people to attack into, right? So making Toshiro bigger, dealing more damage, I think that's kind of like plan C of the deck, right? Potentially something higher when we talk about the different cards and cuts. And that's why I think it, it works in here, right? It's a little expensive, um mana wise but the fact that protects your commander and gives them a buff to me makes it pretty strong in the hop section do you not worry about your opponents just like shatter the oath keeper and now tashiro goes to exile or just command zone yeah i you know i i i have not played this card i've never drawn it so i am i do kind of get worried about that but i feel like they'll have I feel like it's pretty innocuous as a as an artifact, right? Like there should be better targets at the table, and if they're targeting this, then maybe uh, there's other things happening that I need to worry about. Yeah, I mean, but I guess it, it would... it's a it's an absolutely valid valid concern. Yeah, I, I guess the thing you'd have to decide though is like how how impactful is your commander? Because if it's like shit, every time Big Tuck gets his commander out, we can't keep anything on the board. Then yeah, I think this is going to be a big target, a big target sure. for it. Uh, you know, uh, you know what would be interesting? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. This card, your commander, or any samurai, and alter the brood with um, alter, or a Phyrexian alter? No. Uh, what's the one that makes two colorless? Um, uh, Ashnods. Ashnods. Those four cards is infinite. You mill out your opponent. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Because it's just yeah. under your control, and then you just have to re-equip it. Oof. Yep, and you use the two uh, the colorless. Ah, I knew I'd make a, it happen. Card is the bait. That card is the bait of my existence. But but here's the here's the thing though. I think that's just alter of the brute aside. This your commander and Ashnods. I think that does give you yeah something else. Like okay, I'm doing these types of things with ETBs, or I have uh, uh, sure, I don't know yeah. other triggers that could maybe trigger off like death triggers. Hey, whenever right, a creature right, dies, right, right. this happens. I think this can be something like you said. You're looking for ways to kind of close out the game, and right. maybe this is a way you make Tashiro actually matter. Ah, ah, okay, yeah, I hear I hear what we're saying. I'm I'm picking it up. Yeah, it, it would almost be a strategy tuck of uh, I'm using the instant aspect to protect and keep everyone in check until I can get Oathkeeper, Takanosu Daishu, uh, Toshiro, Ashdod's Altar, and then whatever the other then, piece yeah. is. It's like, I'm doing this to get to this like mecha, and hopefully ah, I can get there. Right, and then you're drawing cards? Yep. Do I have to buy it? Do they have an Abyss? Does Abyss Box Shop have an Altar of the Brood? I can't, I can't believe I'm saying this. I, but here's the thing, though. Why would you? Why wouldn't you just buy one? They're four bucks. A uh, uh, playtest card's going to be four dollars. Because of the, why cause we of own the a copy. Because of the principle. I do own a copy. I have one. <laughs> I know. But that's the thing. Like, so that's my thing. Actually, uh, 
uh, tangent guys with playtest cards. I'm if listening. a card is under 10 bucks, I will just buy the actual card. Oh, sure. Because it's yeah. like, it's silly to get a fake card of something that's dollars away. But anything above 10 bucks, and it's like, yeah. okay, it's triple the cost of a playtest. I'll just get the playtest. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good, great point. All right. All right what, do you, well, what do you got to close us out with here, Mr. My Combo? final one is one of my favorite removal cards in black. And no, it's not murder because Tuck oh. ruined me and didn't put it in the deck. Uh, and this card has double trouble for this build. Tragic slip. The slip. Give him the Love slip. Love the slip. <laughs> Single black instant. Target creature gets negative one, negative one until end of turn. No, no, no. We are going to cast right. this with morbid. That creature gets negative 13, negative 13 until end of turn. Instead, if a creature died this turn. Oh, hey, Tashiro. Thank you for uh, killing someone. You know, we do our rigmarole, but then sure. for one mana, tragic Runner slip. Around. Now you die. Hey, that's another trigger. Would I like to tragic slip again? Sure. Why not? Right. Negative 26, 26 in one turn is so amazing and epic. I love it. I, I do like tragic slip a lot. And it was one of these cards that when we first started playing, I was like, you put it into every deck. It's amazing removal. And mm-hmm. since then, I've I've kind of, I haven't soured on that, but I'm kind of like, I don't really know if that's the case, right? Like you need to have the way to back it up because if you can't get that morbid all the time, but it made me really happy to be like, oh, this is a slam dunk in here with the instance and all the stuff dying. I got to pull out my foil copy that I had lying around and slam it right into this bad boy. Yeah, it's, I, I'm not going to say it's a slam dunk in every deck that runs black. But I do think it's a slam dunk in decks that have black and either you're living in the red zone a lot because right. people are going to be blocking and then you can kind of sneakily, hey, one mana, remove your creature. Sure. Um, or in decks like this where it's like you need to be killing your opponent's right. creatures. Uh, like I run this in my Shirai deck because stuff's I'm dying on everyone's turn uh, because right. I am making stuff die. So now I now I can literally just leave one black up, do all my rigmaroles and still have a removal spell ready to go. Is Tashiro, it's too edge case for Teeny Weeny, right? You don't have enough well, instance. But here's the thing. He's too power. Doesn't I know, work. I know, I know. But I'm saying like you have, you're have you having so many die triggers happen. Is, oh. it worth having, is it worth having them in the 99? Because you only run like what, 10 non-creature spells or 10 instants or something well, like that, right? Probably right, right around like 8 to 10 instants somewhere ah, in there. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it, it's not, not worth it. not worth it. Well, what's your last hop card? So uh, this is one that I, I don't think it gets played enough, and I think it's a really, really strong board wipe, and it's also free, right? We love our free cards, all that sort of stuff. So for me, Force of Despair does a lot of work for you. So Colorless Black Black for an instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a black card from your hand rather than pay the spell's mana cost, and then you did to destroy all creatures that enter the battlefield at this turn. This deck dies to token decks. This deck dies to decks that enable haste and swing out for the win. It dies to creature decks that are really fast and aggressive. So being able to have something open you're gonna have cards in hand because you're constantly drawing constantly drawing constantly drawing it's it's nice to be able to be like okay this guy is coming up for his big turn boom i'm jan i'm i'm playing the kitty cat lady right bam we do the thing that we talked about 400 cats right and for yep. no for no mana out of nowhere you can just be like it's over right i just timed walked you for one black card and it's a dollar and 30 cents right like it's a budget card to do all that as well yeah it's uh huh what you don't like it i uh, it's 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 cute. Where would you say would you call this greasy, slimy, or sweaty? We gotta get back on that now that we have the channel. Okay. Uh, I, I'd say anything that you have to kind of work for, but it's not oh grinding sure. the work. Then I'd say it's slimy, slimy, because uh, yeah. it's like I got to put in a little bit of effort to make it happen. Th- that's the way I kind of look at it. You know, greasy. I really don't have to do anything. Just like. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a, a, a robot could easily do this with like Windows 98. Uh, <laughs> your, your slimy yeah. is like maybe you need like Windows 2000, Windows XP. Sure. And, and then your uh, sweaty is like you actually need a human figuring it out. Because <laughs> there's need so a, many rigmaroles to go. You need through. a wrinkly brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, what do you think about the one-sided board wipe on it, though? Do you think that's a hindrance? Or do you think that, like, I guess... Would the, would a better slot would a better thing than this just be damnation in this slot because you can board wipe everything as opposed to just the stuff that entered? That's a question. Ooh. That's that's what that's my debate on it, right? Like I can't tell if if the freeness of it and the fact I get to keep my commander that's so important, or yeah. is it like or or do I just need a reset button? You know, I I think you really do need to. Uh, I think you need to play it a bit more um, mm-hmm. because here here's the issue. I agree. It's good for your deck because it keeps your commander around. Um, sure. And you would rather be spending your money on instance than having to recast to Shiro. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's it's one of those cards that's like it's like a counter non-creature spell. I got to hold it until like the right yeah. one is on the stack that I want to do this with. And you're, and you're just sitting there turn after turn being like, can't do that. Like, I'm losing the game. Yep. I'm losing the game. I'm losing the game. Yep. Like... And, and then it's like you finally just use it, and then it's like the next turn is when you should have, and you're like, I would have rather just had a random ass board wipe and been done yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's just where I think you need to figure out your balance, um, and maybe that's you kind of look at your reanimation uh, mm. applications, and if you feel like you have enough reanimation in there, then I think you do swap this for damnation. Just straight right. up, do it. Nice, love it. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Now we're going to head over to how this deck may win and close out with yeast. Tuck, uh, we're a little little thin here. We're a little thin here. I'm guessing we haven't had a single matchup yet, so I'm guessing there's going to be at least one in here. But I got someone. Ladies and gentlemen, I got someone with this card. Turn turn four, knock someone out of the game. But I had to pay a lot of life for it. <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about where where Toshiro can kind of turn into this like ah. late game sneaker. And that card is hatred three colorless, double black pay X. It's an instance. It's a rare for about $45 pay X life target creature gets plus X plus zero until end of turn. And I do like the flavor text here. So I'm going to read it. I will flay the skin from your flesh and the flesh from your bones and scrape. Yeah, your bones this was dry. your, uh, this was your recommendation for my, uh, uh, Vin Diesel deck. Yeah. Oh, it's a slam dunk in there. Slam dunk. And it's, and it's got him on the art. So <laughs> yep. get this, right? Listen, I'm just coming in for a taste. You don't need to worry about anything, right? Like, oh, wait, are you open? You're open? Or I'm coming in for two commander. They're like, okay. They're like, suck on this. I will take 20 life and knock you out of the game. Or I'll take 19 and knock you out of the game. I've got to do what, it for. And, then and that's I died when I are like, oh, okay. In response, I give your commander negative one, negative one until end of turn. Exactly. You're like, ah, oh, I should have done it for one more. Exactly. Exactly. So I like that. This is, I think this is where this deck would be more fun, right? More combat tricks, more ways that uh, the boards are cleared, right? I've got all my instants and sorceries. Everything's board wiped. I'm going to be able to do this card or another card like it twice out of the graveyard if it's an instant speed. So, well, that's, that's kind of, I think how this deck can be made a little bit more fun uh, is kind of those sort of like shock. I win sort of thing. Uh, I mean, I see it. I would probably classify this card in this deck as a spice. Since oh, sure. it can win you the game, but you're not trying to be in the red zone with your commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, if it happens, cool. Um, yeah. you, you seem to be more of trying to get to your X type of environment. Build up to them, yeah. um, but hatred's great for the deck. 
I I would not cut it. Um, it absolutely can just sneak kill someone. And like you said, you've already seen it. Hell, all right. Suck on that. Well, suck on that, Ken. Well, we're talking about the sexiest professor in all of magic. Yeah, we are. Three, two, one. Professor, professor Liliana. Because that's what Liliana. her fucking name is. This is so stupid. Like, I'm it sorry. It is so stupid. When what in, and I, I haven't listened to the Strixhaven episode yet from you guys, but like, in what world does this professor just show up out of nowhere, is wearing all black, clearly a necromancer, and people aren't like, oh, it's Liliana. Like oh no this well, is just some this is just some this is just some broad that walked in off the street come on like I was well I think that's mean? like saying like what LeBron James went to Mars and no one knew who he was it's oh, like come on yeah, they're yeah. different planets yeah um, I suppose or I, planes I that's a great that's a fair point Here, here's more my issue with the card and th- then I'll read it it's just from okay. a design perspective this should have been a flip card because she did show up as Professor Onyx and by the end of the story right. reveals that her name is Liliana it should have been something like that when you have five or less life Professor Onyx transforms into Liliana hero of the school something or, like that sure yeah, that yeah, would have yeah. been cool that Anyways, would've, that would have been awesome. Diatrod, four colorless black, black, legendary planeswalker Liliana. She's 15 bucks. Not too and a bad. Myth- mythic. Mythic. Uh, she comes in with five loyalty and she has a static effect, which is busted. Whenever oh, you insane. cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. <laughs> Plus one. You lose one life. Look at the top three of your library, put one into your hand, the rest into your graveyard, a.k.a. put all the instants in the yep. graveyard. There you go. Uh, negative three, each opponent sacks a creature with the greatest power among creatures that player controls. That triggers Toshiro three times. <laughs> and negative eight, each opponent may discard a card. If they don't, if they lose three life, repeat this process six more times. So I like the card because literally the top three effects all irrelevant for what this yes. deck is once the minus eight. I genuinely would probably never do it unless it was super late game. And I just needed a way to kill someone and I couldn't do it through my other means. Then it sure. might be okay. Minus eight. Uh, and hopefully they only have three cards. They only had, you know, nine life. Go ahead and go at it. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Like I, the, I, even though it's good, it's not like I'm not playing to it. And honestly, I think, I think professor Liliana, as you call her, it's so strong. Like she's not going to stay on the board, right? Like no. people are going to be, gu- people are going to be gunning for her immediately. So the fact that you can, might be able to get two, like she comes down, you cast an instant of sorcery minus three and then dies. Like that's probably what's going to happen. Cause I don't have that many creatures to block with, but she is, she is a banger. Like, I think this is probably one of the best cards in the deck um, on all, on all rise of it. Yeah. Well, Hey tech, you only got one more left. I got one what left. is it? Okay. This is a new one. That I finally got. I thought I had it, but I figured I just whatever. So it's like an <laughs> X spell, but you don't have to cast it for X. It's uh, it's an interesting one. Are we? Are we? Are we? Is are we talking about the Marn? Are we doing no, the we're Marn? Not. No, we're, we're not, not doing Marn. What? No. Wow. I got okay. other. I got other stuff to talk about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rise of the Dread Marn. Two colors and a black for an instant for sixty three dollars. Coming out of. God, what was that set? Whoa, 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 hold on. How, how much does it cost? 63 cents, sorry. $63. You said $63, price. so it's like, holy bananas. Yeah, I gotta go find all these. What is the name of this set? I don't... <laughs> what is the name of this set? The Kaldheim. Four Toll set. Kaldheim, thank you. So it's got Fortell of Black. During your turn, you may pay two and exile this card from your hand, face down, cast it on a later turn for its Fortell cost, and then you create X22 Black Zombie Berserker Creature Tokens, where X is the number of non-token creatures that died this turn. 
I think foretell is a silly mechanic, and I don't think anyone's going to see this coming, right? They're going to be like, what are you doing Like with a foretell card in there? It's like, oh, you'll find out. Board wipe, trat, or deluge, force of despair, and then I'm going to build my army up and be able to win that way. So even though it's not a real X spell, I'm still winning through an X ability. So here is my question to you. Mm-hmm. Because it is specific to non-token creatures. True. What are you actually hoping to get out of this? Four? Five? Like, what? Think, what is your break-even to leave it in the deck? I think it's like six. I think if you can get six creatures out of this for three mana, that can block, right? Because you're not going to win off this card. But this is going to let you block and, like, keep your other stuff alive and okay. keep your life total up. That's why I have it more in the yeast. But there, I think there are situations where you could get like 10 out of this late game, and then there's your win. So here's why I want to challenge you, though. You foretell it. Right. It's like Force of Despair. When do you do it? Or do you just literally yeah. hold on to it forever <laughs> and, and never die. actually use it? So that that's kind of my issue with some of these cards where... You might not, like, your deck doesn't have tons of board wipes, so you're not necessarily, sure. like, controlling that aspect. And I think we can both agree, it's probably even in your meta, I, I hear it's very, like, a battle cruisery. That's usually right. with tokens of some kind, whether they're big or small. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I don't know if you're going to get the, okay, they have five non-token creatures, they have three, but this guy has eight. I'm getting this big blowout. It more seems like, oh, they have two. They have one. They don't have anything. Yay. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's, that's, that's that's just that's something to keep point. in your mind. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do like the, like, let me make it even easier for you. If this was a sorcery, stone cold unplayable, right? I wouldn't yes. play it if it was a sorcery speed, right? Um, not in this deck, at least. But the fact that it's an instant, so you might be able to rebuy it, right? And then get your 10 tokens out of it makes it a little easier to swallow. Um, well, you guaranteed but, get to rebuy it. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if ooh, no, Ugh, that wouldn't work. Because you'd have to have a way to give to Shiro. Maybe the, actually that's something you're missing from the deck is giving uh, the uh, dark steel plate on him. Oh yeah, and just making him uh, making him undestructible. Yeah, because I was thinking like, oh, this is even it, it works great with the buyback because it's an instant speed and it specifically right. says when they died this turn. But your commander would have died as well <laughs> when that yeah, happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so do you think? So do you think there's a build of this where it's more board wipes and more ways to protect to Shiro? I mean, that's the way to enable the deck to stay around longer. Because yep. if you think yeah, about yeah. it, the deck's borderline unplayable if you don't have Tashiro out there to reuse those right, spells. Right, right. It's very much like my Savine deck with flashback. If I don't have Savine out there to get the extra flashback triggers, it's just a shitty flashback deck. Yeah, you're just play- you're just paying more. You're paying more for nothing, right? Yep. Very good. All right, good. that's a really good point. Well, I'll quickly hit on this one. It's not sexy, but it is one of your closeout cards. Tormenta, Hailfire, X, Black, Black, Sorcery. Yep. Repeat the following process X times. Each opponent loses three life unless they sack a non-land permanent or discard a card. I think this is great, though, for the deck. Outside of it bl- being a big black closer, uh, BBC, ooh. I was going to uh, say, I was gonna say careful, <laughs> careful, not, care, be very careful on the next words to come out of your mouth. But here's the thing I like about it. Even if you don't have enough to have X win the game... You're going to get to Shiro triggers because of the sacrifice yeah. and on permanent. And now is there something else in my graveyard after everyone has let this resolve for X equals six or eight? Okay, now I know this person only has this left, so I could do this. Right, right, right. And I can kind of play around with exactly what I need. So I think this is a very versatile card in this yeah. deck. What do you think? What's the minimum you put X into? Or is there no minimum? There is no minimum um, for this deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this deck, there is no minimum because you're going to get a trigger. 
I mm. guarantee you're going to get a trigger or they're going to be losing some life. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think for this deck, there's no minimum. In other decks, oh, I'd probably say four. Like if yeah. I could do this for six, that's that's really good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that I think this has happened to me before with this card in particular. Is like I'm hold, I keep holding on to it, thinking it's going to be my closer, and then I just and then I die, and I'm like, oh, I could have done that for five and bought yep. myself another two turns, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, last card, Thrilling Encore, four colorless black, oh, so instant, a uh, little under four bucks. Um, put onto the battlefield under your control all creature cards and all graveyards that were put there from the battlefield this turn. It is an instant. It's a rare yep. battle bond. Um, so I compared this very much to the uh, card talked about earlier, uh, Necrolegia or Necrologia. Yeah, right. Was it Necrologia? Wait, no, Grim Return. Grim Return. Grim Return. Grim Return. So I compared this to Grim Return earlier, and it's literally two mana to be able to do everyone's, and that's why I think it's still great for this deck. Yeah. But here's the thing, something else, Tuck, still doesn't work if it's in the graveyard and a board wipe happens and Tashiro's right. out because Tashiro dies. So dies. I think we are seeing a theme. You have a lot of cards in here that are very impactful, but you need to have ways to keep Tashiro out on the battlefield. Sure, um, yeah. You and you only have one way with that one equipment. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Very good points. All right, well, guys, that's gonna wrap up the yeast package. Now we're gonna head over to the spice, and I'm gonna start this with. Oh, okay. Inter I, I'm glad you chose this. I'm very glad you chose this. I like this card a lot in here. Sedgemore Witch, two colorless black. It's two dollars. It's a rare, it's a 3-2 human warlock with menace. It has two staticky effects. Ward, pay three life. So whenever this creature becomes a target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, uh, counter it unless they pay three life. Magecraft, whenever you cast or copy an incident or sorcery spell, create a 1-1 one, one black and green pass creature token with when this creature dies, you gain one life. Um, I'm going to have some stuff in my bottle capping that's going to make Magecraft infinite oh. and win you the game. Oh, oh, um, oh you're are you doing it? <laughs> I'm I'm doing it. Um, okay. So that's going to be great. Now, uh, I think the big reason I like this is even if you're not going infinite, you've already talked about how you don't have a lot of bodies in the deck. So it's nice that as you do your strategy, you're creating bodies. Yeah. And uh, ideally, those bodies would be around long enough to where it's like, okay, swing all out at an opponent. Okay, you blocked 10 of them. Oh, I gained 10 life. And you still yeah. took 12. Um, very easily in this deck, since you're able to rebuy your instant and sorceries, you should be able to have or generate, I would say at least 10 to 15 pets yep. with such more out. Do you think this card is actually a hop? Cause I was looking at it and I was like, does this, is this truly a spice or is this way more of like a hop card? Cause you're really, you're, you're playing it for that last ability. Right. And like you yeah. said, you either gain the life. I think it's a hop. You think so? Okay. I just didn't want, I, I also, I was on the fence about it, and also I wanted to leave it in Spice because I wanted to talk about it to have this exact discussion, <laughs> and I figured one of the two of us would talk See, about guys, it. See, guys, here's the thing. You're not actually getting what Bruising Builds advertises. This is more like Puppet String Master it's Marionette a, it's, Big Tuck. It's a, it's still a, it's still kind of a hot Spice, right? Like, what if you only get three creatures out of it? Then you're like, all right, whatever. But I'm glad <sighs> you like it. I like it a lot, too. Uh, Strixhaven really put out some bangers for this deck. God. Well, you got four left. Let let me see if I can guess. This should be this should be easy. This should be. I, I'm guessing it brings your opponent's despair. No, I don't oh. know about that one. 
It's it's a it's the best big tuck card one of them's ever been printed. Stunning reversal. Oh. I have gotten so many people with this, and they never learn. They never learn. I've won the game like three times with this thing. Three colors and a black for an instant. Uh, the next time you would lose the game this turn, instead draw seven cards, and your life total becomes one. Exile stunning reversal. So obviously this is a spice card. If you the idea being if you are about to die, it saves you, and then you get to draw whatever else you want. But then you die because someone plays Zerus and they play one more snake and impact tremor you to death. So anyway, um, this card I have gotten, I've gotten so many people with this, and the best one was I somehow got it into my graveyard early in the game, like on turn three with one card, like a draw and then discard, and no one, everyone forgot about it. Every single person forgot it was in my graveyard. And they're like, all right, Tuck, here we come. Coming in, right? Coming in for you to lose. I've done the maths. I figured it all out. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, well, I'm gonna kill your I'm gonna kill your thing here, and then I'm gonna cast stunning reversal for my graveyard. So you can suck on that, and then I'm just gonna win next turn. It's amazing. Uh yeah. I, I don't like that your life total becomes one only because it's sure. and it exiles, so you can't even rebuy it back in this deck. Correct. Yeah. And so one life is so easy to mm-hmm. ding someone for one. So yeah. I'm glad it's in spice because that is a that spice. Is a spice card. Now, here's the thing. Have you ever thought about trying to kill yourself by spending all your life, then stunning reversal? Like I, almost like a necropotence type right. thing. Right. I've tried I've tried to think about that and be like, okay, is there a way to bust that? And I don't I've never been able to do that. Um, so I don't I don't know. I do like that idea though. But again, like I'll, I'll say this. If Yogmoth's bargain was unbanned, which I think we all kind of agreed it should be, where do we land on that? I think we said it should be, and then it everyone yelled at us. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like, yeah, bring it off. This would be the best. This would be like the perfect example of like, we'll just run Necropotence. It's like, no, that's why Yogmoth's bargain is so much better because you can keep your discards around. So that would be awesome. I'm going to draw my library, play Study Reversal. Wait, then you still lose because you draw seven. So there's, there's got to be some way to do it. I don't know. I, I my brain my brain don't work. So, so I, I think alone. I think it would be a cuter way to where it's just like every all players lose ten life, and then you stunning reversal to like live. Oh sure, somehow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guys, that's oh, gonna wrap up the spice package. We just power through. And let's head over to the bottle cap again. As a reminder, these are gonna be big tucks and ice cuts and ads to the deck that are gonna be under five bucks, under fifty, and a no budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana only lands. So. Big Tuck, what is the first card you want to cut? All right, so I got a really boring... I got this first one's this, this the b- most boring cut you could possibly do. And then I have two that I think are more interesting. So one is Read the Bones. Cut oh. that um, just because just because it's a sorcery. That's the only reason why. So two okay. colors and a black for sorcery. Scry two, draw two, lose two, right? Awesome card, great card draw. But recently, there's been some new, um, some new boys coming to town that are instant speed draw cards in black so the one that i'm most excited about is literally the exact same thing with one more mana straight out a new capenna, capenna. Not, Caper- not caperna as i've been told three colors so demons do three colors in a black for an instant scry two draw two lose two literally the exact same thing as uh read the bones but with that one more mana for the instant speed version of it so there's there's other ones that are like there's another one that's very similar, but you don't get the scry. But there's just new, there's new instances and sort. There's new instances that are coming out that are drawing you cards. And in my opinion, there shouldn't be any more sorcery speed draws in here. It should just be all instant speed, no matter what the cost is. I I wouldn't go there because instant speed, like we're just seeing it, adds in mana, so it's like mm-hmm. constantly adding in cost. And let's not 
I mean, black is good yeah. at burst big black mana pools, but it's not good at just having lots of mana every single turn readily point, available. Yeah. So I don't agree with that, just no matter the cost. But sure. I would say three to four mana, I'm okay. Because now I look at it this way, Tuck, because you, you know, you and I have done this. We, we're like, okay, okay, what's this card? Okay, w- would you pay an extra mana to get this effect? Oh, the kick, yeah, the kicker, so, kicker one argument. Yeah, so here's my argument. Would you kicker one to have read the bones uh, to be able to cast it again? So it's like, okay, oh. I cast it for three. It goes to my graveyard. Would I be willing to do three kicker two? To flash it back, maybe. Ah, okay. maybe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so yeah. you know that. And the reason I say two guys is because technically, read the bones cost three. This costs four. You'd have to pay that four twice. Um, yeah, for sure. So I, I, I think there's an argument to that. If read the bones said flashback for five, I think people would do it. I mean, look at oh, uh, faithless looting. Yeah, and that one. Yeah, to three. absolutely. Yeah, 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 exactly that. It's one yeah. red to two, one red for cast, two colorless and a red to cast out the graveyard. All right. Are you ready for a hot take? I'm ready. I'm I know I you've been you've been crushing these, so I'm I'm excited. We're cutting Nick's Lotus. Okay, so I'm four colorless I'm, I'm legendary re- artifact comes in tap. Oh, tap it, choose a color, add an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion to that color. Your devotion is uh, a color and the number of mana symbols of that color and the mana cost of permanence. But do you know why I'm cutting it? Because I run mostly instance of sorcery. <laughs> you only have 16 permanent pips yeah. in the entire deck. Pips. You have yeah. 16 permanent oh, pi- oh, pips. pips. Oh, <laughs> Not even 16 permanents. You have 16 permanent pips. <laughs> okay, yeah, Terrible. I, I mean, I've tapped this for like two before. This is, so I'm glad you're cutting this. Gilded Lotus almost got put in instead I think of it's this. Be- well, our Skyclave Relic, right? Like the ultimate version of this, in my opinion. Here we go. I got it though. I got it. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Charmed Pendant. Oh! Four colorless artifact. You can get it for 75 cents from Odyssey. Tap. Put the top card of your library into your graveyard. For each colored mana symbol in that card's mana cost, add one mana of that color to your mana pool. Play this ability only anytime you could play an instant. For example, if the card's mana cost is three colorless, blue, blue, black, you add blue, blue, black to your mana pool. So you want stuff in your graveyard that are instants and whatnot. Right. And yes, you could whiff. I mean, there's always that risk when you mill. But I think this will produce the same amount of mana as Nyx, mm-hmm. but give you an additional effect. I love it. Yeah, and I think there's, I don't run, I run very little self or any mill in this deck. And I think that's something that's kind of missing out of it. So I love that. Um, this is sweet. I know that you like this card. So I'm, I'm, I've never talked about this card. <laughs> Yeah, yes, you have, haven't you? When? We have for sure talked about this. Uh, who, who knows? I, I, don't know I have ne- genuinely, I've, I don't believe I've ever seen this card. Uh, really? We're dedicated members of the collective. Please call me out if I'm wrong. Uh, but this is the first time I've seen it. And it fits this deck beautifully, no. in my opinion. Yeah, the only thing I would recommend, it's not in my cuts and ads, but something to maybe consider, Tuck, is maybe look at Bolus' Citadel for the deck. Because you can cast oh. instants off the top. Yeah. But also, you can look at the top. Oh, that's a that's a four pip. I could use that four mana. Let's tap it. Okay, it. let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think you could do some fun stuff with Bolus of Citadel. What you would cut for it, I don't know. But I mm. think if you could have some way to play off the top of your library and see it, it makes this card oh. better. It makes your whole deck better. But I think I Nyx for Charmed, I think, is a slam dunk. 
Nick's Lotus has been the, one of the cards that I've been the most excited about that I have like not, it's has done nothing for me. I remember when this came out, I was like, this is going to go in every deck. And it's just like, it's, no. it's, it's not very good to be honest. I, I think it would be better if it didn't come in tapped. Um, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. So definitely. All right. That. Well, tuck under 50. What are you cutting? And what are you adding? This is a, so I'm going to be cutting the oldest reborn and I, I want to like this card so much, but I just haven't ever seen the payout, right? So okay. four colorless and a black for a legendary or enchantment saga. It's uncommon for like 35 cents. They like sh- love shoving this in pre-cons. So part one, each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker. Part two, each opponent discards a card. And then part three, put target creature or planeswalker card from a graveyard onto the battlefield uh, under your control. So it's like whatever like i i don't know like i i think it's too slow i think it costs too much i think i have other instants and sorceries that do these these abilities better i'd rather have more slots for more instants and sorceries so what do you yeah. think yeah i mean that's that's fair i mean you've been hotter on sagas than i have mm-hmm. um i i think they're just fine i i think the class cards are better than the sagas yeah, yes yeah um, the class cards are awesome I, yeah i just i don't like something that I, I can't control it. It's just upkeep. And it's not even like, oh, okay, it's just compounded value. It's just after three turns mm-hmm. or four turns, you have to sacrifice it. And in this deck, you're never getting any of it back. So, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. So I'm cutting it for a good card. This this card is gonna, this card alone is going to make it a lot easier to go toe-to-toe with other Spellslinger decks. Um, and that card is Suffer the Past. So pretty straightforward. X into black. And it's an instant, uh, so it's pretty straightforward. Exile X target cards from target player's library. For each card exiled this way, that player loses a life and you gain a life, and it's three cents. So for me, this is can be a huge blowout against Lord Windgrace decks that I have no real answer to, right? This is a blowout to Spellslinger decks that are just cantripping and filling up their graveyard. And the fact that it's an instant lets you double down on that if you, if you want to knock out two different opponents. So for me, I feel like the opportunity cost on this card is very low. And the p- chance of it winning the game for you is much higher than like the Eldest Reborn or one of the other things I have going. Yeah, uh, I, it's interesting. Um, I, I don't know if I agree. I don't know. I guess this is hard because it is target players library or graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was each opponent. You could do this. Oh with. yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. I I don't like X spells that are only for one person. When it's like trying to do player removal, um, I think that's why a Sanguinate and Torment to Hailfire are so powerful. Is because it's each sure. opponent, and you're gonna also see it on my capping. I got some. I got another X card. I'm cutting from your deck that uh, oh, deals okay. with target. Um, and I just don't think those are good. So I think it'll be interesting, and I think it yeah. also depends on how heavy is your graveyard meta in your play group. I almost see this as yeah. more of just a hop card, not so much a win the game card. It's more of a hop than a yeast. Yeah. yeah. I, I see this I as think... like your targeted bajuka bog, like, Oh shit. The Carador player is about to pop off with woodfall primus right. suffer the past. Get that out of here. Yeah. The only, th- the only thing, another thing, if this wasn't an instant card, this wouldn't even be in the option. Sure, right. Sure. The fact that you do get to do it twice in this deck, hypothetically is good, but I agree. Like I want, I was trying to find more like group stuff and just, fell out of it so what are you gonna do all right we are cutting let me guess drain life yes sir (laughs) uh x colorless black sorcery spend only black mana on x 
Drain life deals X damage to target creature or player. You gain life to that damage dealt, but not more life than the player's life total before drain life dealt damage or the or the creature's toughness. That is why I'm cutting this card. Is because oh, if someone's at like four and they're the person you truly need to get rid of, and you could do 20 mana, like why can't I overload this thing ah, and be able to yeah, gain yeah, 20 yeah. life? So to me, way too narrow, way too specific. And I was, I was trying to find a burn spell. I was trying to find black burn spells. This is all I came up with. So I, I am totally open to this. Well, we're going to put in the way that we're going to close out the game with Chain of Smog. Smog, that's the one, yeah. Colorless black sorcery. Target player discards two cards from his or her hand. That player may copy the spell and may choose new targets for the copy. So the gimmick here, guys, is you always target yourself. Um, and you don't even need to share on the battlefield. That's why it's like... Do, do you even need it? But then any of your mm. Magecraft cards, yep. it's just infinite. So Professor Onyx, infinitely your opponents lose two life and you gain two life. Awesome. Um, if we talk about the Witch, now I can just have yep. as many pests as I want. Another thing that Ashton's Altar might be nice for, if you get to that kind of build where you want to be able mm. to sacrifice stuff. Okay, I created all these pests. Um, sack, 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 sack. So many things that you can do. What the Phyrexian altar might not be a bad one, right? Or for the, no, um, the altar altar dementia to oh, mill people. For the mill. Because you could mill yourself if you need to, right? To kind of fill your hand. But also, like you could you could get stuff to pull stuff out of people's graveyards, that sort of thing. So um, maybe. I think an alternate would be good. Chain of Smog is really good. I probably should just put, I should, probably should just bite the bullet and put it in here. I was just trying to make a point to not yeah. add it because I have Professor Onyx, but that clearly needs Norway's to win. So, but you could also argue this, Tuck, that maybe you even Chain of Smog yourself without Magecraft. I mean, there might yeah. be a reason why you need to do that. Uh, but also, you know, hey, you only have two cards in hand. I know you just tutored Chain of Smog. I mean, this doesn't have to yeah. just be yeah. a yeast. I think this card actually yeast, has sure. use throughout the game in your deck. Um, but the fact that you already have two ways to go infinite with it, I think you just do it. Yeah, yeah. And you and, and you have a couple tutors, so you could always okay, yeah. I'm ready. Game's already been going on two hours. Ugh, fine. Chain of smog, I win, guys. Let's just get game yeah. two. Merry, yeah, Merry Christmas, right? Chain of smog for Christmas. Yep. All right. No budget. How are you going, Cray Cray? Uh, we are not. We, you are not gonna <laughs> like this pick either. But Ugh. with this so I'm gonna cut Dredge the Mire. Um, it's a spice card, so it's it's uh come on. Three colorless and a black for a sorcery. Each opponent chooses a creature card in their graveyard. Put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. So it's, I this has worked for me in the early game, right? I got yeah. like a bird of paradise and some other stuff that I wanted. But again, they're like, it's turn five. I just did a board wipe. They're just gonna be like, here's your land of elves, right? Like, here's your whatever crap that you don't need. I, the fact that the opponents get to choose for me just makes it a little too narrow. Um, so you're not gonna like this. Okay, because you're gonna. I already know what you're gonna say, but I already know. I listen. It's okay. I'm already here with you. If this card was only sorcery, it's a stone cold unplayable. But how from beyond is this another way to knock people out with the Shiro late game? X and a black for an instant. Target creature gets plus X plus zero until end of turn. Boom. Board wipe. People have been slogging each other. Someone's at ten points. Just coming in with the Shiro. Next turn, rebuy it. Go back to the other guy. Again, not players. But this gives me something to do with Toshiro when there's literally nothing else to do on the board. And I can at least maybe make him big enough to kill somebody. 
I know it's insane. I know you don't like it. I, I can look. I, I, I don't know what I gotta say. It's too narrow. It only targets one player at a time. It dies immediately to a board. It dies immediately to removal. Actually, what I was gonna say, uh, or all those things, but since you called me out on it, I had to pivot my take. Uh, oh, so okay. now the new take is, you know, Tuck, with these targeted uh, X spells with creatures and Toshiro and them being instants, why don't you turn this into like a politics deck? Where you're like actually like buffing your opponent's creatures when they're letting stuff go through to oh. kill your opponents, and then like you rebuy it back and do it, and it's like you don't even well, have and- to, you don't even have to get them to take your bargain. They could just no, no, I, I don't want your deal. I'm just gonna go in. You know, we 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 have our own agreement. We're anti you. Hey, I'm just gonna hit your planeswalker for a little bit. Okay, well I'm actually gonna buff up your creature anyways, and yeah. you're gonna kill his planeswalker. And- so okay, I I'll do you one better. You can even play it like, "Hey, do you want that creature lying around?" Because you know I got piles of removal, right? Like, let's talk. Let's talk turkey like that. Like, I can kill your creature right now, or I might be able to help you at a later turn. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to buy later turn goods uh, with this oh. deck and, and, and the table. Uh, so I think it's just I think you do it like how you normally do, and when people turn sure. you down, you do it anyways. You do it anyways. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, it's, it's the perfect just a taste. Just come in for a taste. I don't care. Who cares? It's too life. All right. I am cutting Invoke Despair. Uh, okay. Colorless, black, 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 black. Sorcery, 30 cents. Yeah. Rare uh, from Neon Dynasty. Target opponent sacks a creature. If they can't, they lose two life, draw a card, then repeat this process for an enchantment and a planeswalker. It's target opponent. If it's at each opponent, yeah. fine. Target opponent, unplayable. And sorcery, you can't even reuse it. I opened it in a pack. I was really excited about it. I didn't know what to th- deck to put it in, so I just shoveled it on in here. So I'm, I am 100% okay with this. You know what I was shocked you didn't have in here? Is this your cut, or is this? Are you actually asking me? No, no, no. I'm genuinely asking. You know what I'm shocked you didn't have? Uh, any Mardok? I, any I am Mardok shocked mechanics? by that. But I'm also surprised that you had no alternate win cons. Oh, yeah. Well, I could. Um, wait a minute. I think I know where you're going with this, but continue, please. Revelant riches. Riches. Yeah, I'm gonna add another one to the cart. <laughs> Four colorless black enchantment. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, create a tr- colorless treasure artifact with tap sack. Uh, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 10 or more, you win the game. Your whole deck is trying to kill stuff. <laughs> I don't know why you don't even have this in here just even for the mana and the card. You can get it for just a, a pennies on the dollar. $19. No, I own a copy so I can go get them for our boys over to PS. I just added two more to the cart. I only have one of these. I only own one. It's already in a deck. I can't just, I can't go run around and put this in every deck, but now I can thanks to our great sponsors over to Miss proxy shop. Yeah. It, uh, that's a slam dunk. Like that's like, to me, that's like a professor onyx levels of goodness, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. how strong that is in here. Um, yeah. So the cart is getting dangerously close. Close to that hundred. You need $3. (laughs) Well, how about this? I don't think this card's expensive because I told you I had a way to fix the issue with your opponents not having creatures. Oh, yes. Technically, you can get this card for 30 cents, but you could always pay $3 for a fake copy. Tuck, I think you need Akron Horse in here. Oh, four colorless horror. artifact creature yeah. horrors. It's a zero four defender. When it ATBs, an opponent gains control of it. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent makes a 1-1 white soldier creature token. So it's giving you blockers, but it's also giving your other opponents creatures where they may not have had creatures. So you absolutely choose to give this 
to the creature deck person. You don't give it to your spell sling. You right. don't give it to your sack one. You give it to the creature person. And then that way, everyone else is getting soldiers, and you always have something to kill yeah. and trigger Tashiro. It's, yeah, and I, I it's a stupid, it's like, a, it's not a stupid card, it's a silly one, right? This yeah. is like, on the sweatier side of things as a card, mm-hmm. but that's why I like it so much, right? It's a great, po- like you said, it's a perfect politics card. So throw in a little more Monarch, throw in a little more Horse, and we, we got this deck that's even more goofy than it already is. Well, guys, thanks for making it until the end of the episode. And if you enjoyed it, please leave some positive feedback um, on whatever consumption platform you found us on. We'd love a five-star review. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, And if you'd like to find out how to get a hold of Tuck and myself, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combat Over 5 on Twitter. I'll spell that except for the five. Big Tuck, where can people reach you? And are you still wishing people happy birthdays or now happy death days? I, I think I'm going to start doing Happy Death Days. Uh, and we can start with this. Uh, Fred Willard just passed away, unfortunately. Aw. I don't know right? who that it's is. It's a bummer. But it's also about... I, oh, breaking news. Uh, it's Bob Patterson's birthday. The Batman himself. Happy birthday, you bastard. Bob Patterson? Who the hell's Bob that? Bob Pattinson. Bob Pattinson, my oh, pal. Oh, Robert. No, well, I mean, his friends call him Bob, you know, so... Oh, that's right. Very much like how I call John, you know, for John Mayer. Because we're, you oh, know, we're BFFs. Yeah, John. You guys, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, also, we Not. at cmdtower.com slash BNBE138. Basically, all you got to do is type in Cabal Stronghold, Myriad Landscape, DrainLifeTower.com. If you'd like to, uh, we would love some patron support um, that does directly go to improving this channel. So, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. Uh, we have tiers that start as low as a dollar and go up from there. You get soft costs, you get real tangible products that we'll send you, uh, even opportunities to kind of be a studio content creator and actually come on the cast. So anything you could do would be greatly appreciated. Now, if you are already a part of our patron community, or as we affectionately call the collective, uh, <laughs> and you refer someone to join said collective, be sure to have them or you let us know when they join, because we are going to give the referrer, the OG member, something free for doing so. Just a small thank you for growing our community. Now, we do have a great store at cmdtower.com slash merch. And yes. uh, we have foil playmats. we got a whole bunch of stuff on there. I think we're still running a promo to where if you buy a sweater in the middle of summer, we give you a free pack of sleeves. Sure. That just seems to make sense. Um, and once again, guys, like we said at the top of the episode, if there's anything you need on there, please go purchase it. Um, all that stuff does go directly to trying to improve this content. You know, we would love to eventually get to the part where, you know, we can hire, uh, someone part-time to be able to help us with video editing. Um, and, you know, even be able to help with some of our guest time. So all of that is really appreciated and goes directly to there. Now, like Tuck has talked about, abyssproxyshop.com. Code CMD Tower, not Command Tower. If you type in Command Tower, some other podcast probably gets some sort of revenue stream, um, <laughs> which, you know, we're going to hit them with copyright infringement. No, we're not because we copyright infringe wizards ourselves. ourselves. Uh, but uh, it's a great site. They have uh, tons of playtest cards, thousands and thousands of designs. If you don't see it just on their site, type in custom card into the search bar. They have a whole gallery of other community art. Just be sure to use code CMD Tower because you get 10% off. Plus, you can combine it with, I think they're still doing the free Aber dual set if you spend $99 or more. All right. I'm about to, I'm about, and I'm about to spend it. So close to swiping. So close to swiping. That's what she said. All right. Yeah, big say, that's, what every, that's what everyone says when they see my dating profile. <laughs> Toshiro, speak softly and carry a big GTA. 
I know you said you picked this deck because you wanted ways to try to win. You obviously yeah. already knew the super greasy way, but did we did we help you? Did yeah. we actually help Ab- this deck? <clears throat> Absolutely. And I think you I think the real thing that again your brain helped with was like the idea of like the the rise of the dreadmarn, right? Like those sort of things where it's like, oh, I'm expecting this sort of result out of it, but I'm actually going to be able to get it, right? Mm-hmm. I think you brought up, I think that the deck is definitely needs more ways to protect Toshiro and probably needs a little more board wipes that it will play into like the revel of riches of the world and that sort of thing. So I think it's I think it's it's one of those decks I just had for so I've had these cards together in a bundle for so long between all the different iterations that I think it's just there's a little bit of fat that needs to be trimmed off the bone. Um, and continue to focus towards like the actual end game as opposed to just sitting around and blowing shit up, blowing up shitty creatures. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually think a cool build of this deck could be a, a Voltron package, not from a damage perspective, but from a protection perspective, mm. whether it's indestructible, hexproof, shroud. Um, when yeah. it dies, it comes back like your GTA uh, equipment, things like that. I think if you had a small package of that, and then you went instant heavy on board wipes and removal. I think that's going to open up some doors to where you can sure. actually kind of figure out what that end game looks like. And then I think if you do a little research into like, you know, when this dies, when this happens, when that happens, you could do some very cool loops if you want right. to put in some sort of sack outlet. Maybe it's not infinite, but it gets you the value that you're looking for. Um, I think that would also be worth looking into. So I think you have the core of what a Toshiro yeah. deck needs. It's now just what are the finishing touches or gloss per right. se that I need to add. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think I have, I mean, the, a lot of this stuff I'm getting from our boys at Abyss, a lot of this stuff that we had was pretty, was pretty cheap. So it seems like, it seems like it's well within reach, right? I don't yeah. have to rebuild the deck from scratch. <clears throat> well guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you had a scary Friday the 13th. Go, 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 go,